Nobody but the FBI is most unwanted. I've been waiting 23 years to say that. And here we go again on our own. You gotta sing it in a way like Cartman would sing it. Like, so high and the thing is so free. Just me and my friends. <laughs> You've been watching too much South Park. Oh wait, it's, what am I saying? There's, too, there's no such thing. Yeah, it's like I'm already on season seven. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all right. It's cool, but that's not what we're here to talk about today. Although we probably could do a whole separate show on South Park at this point. <laughs> Pretty much, if we could get Matt and Trey to come on and just talk, to, uh, talk, and just do a, a nothing but a South Park oriented episode. Yeah. <laughs> all right. This is the FBI's most unwanted. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. And today we are here to talk about let me open the right window because i okay there we go i had clicked away from it for a second we are here to talk about season two episode 10 called red museum it was written by chris carter and directed by win phelps which is a name i don't think we see again for the rest of the series i could be wrong and it premiered december 9th 1994 Oh goodness, I'm having ugh, I've been having a hard time breathing lately because of my allergies and it's making me yawn a lot. Ugh. So if I yawn a lot during this episode, I apologize. It's not that I'm tired or bored. It's I'm having some oxygen issues. <laughs> so um Okay, yeah. So this episode it turns out uh is a uh mythology episode sort of and there's a lot going on in it, so might as well just dive right in. Um, the weird thing about this episode is, is it was originally supposed to be a crossover episode with the CBS show Picket Fences. Um, really? Yes, because this was set in a town called Delta Glen, Wisconsin, and it was originally supposed to be... Uh, set in the fictional town of Rome, Wisconsin, which is where Picket Fences takes place. Um, and David Kelly, who created Picket Fences, and Chris Carter, they were like talking to each other one day and they thought it would be uh, fun for Mulder and Scully to go to Rome. However, uh, Fox and CBS couldn't come to an agreement on how that would work. So they ended up just scrapping the idea of making it a crossover. <laughs> So, um, yeah, that's, I guess, the only, uh, let me make sure that, uh, yeah, there was no, there's really nothing else to say about that. If anyone was interested in seeing, not that anyone would, I guess, but if anyone was interested in seeing the episode that was supposed to, the episode of Picket Fences, it was supposed to have Mulder and Scully, because this one was supposed to have the characters from that show, which I've never seen, but, uh, that episode 
was titled Away in a Manger. And that was supposed to be Picket Fences, but with Mulder and Scully on it. And I take it, it, that was supposed to be like a Christmas episode? I guess so. I don't know. It's a show I've never seen. Um, I don't well, even know. Well, I'm just assuming because Away in a Manger, obviously, is kind yeah, of Yeah, like a... and weirdly enough, it looks like Picket Fences was a family drama, not a Supernatural-type TV show. So I guess the whole thing would have been very bizarre. Interesting. Um, much later in the X-Files, though, it does cross over with another show, and it's actually a great episode, but I'm not going to give it away. I want you to get to it and find out as as we get to it naturally. But it's it's a very it's another one that is a strange show to cross over with, but it turns out actually being really good. But we're It's we're Family Matters. About. It's it's Family Matters. <laughs> no, if it was Family Matters, I would be very You know what? Real quick on Family Matters. <laughs> family Matters I was thinking about Family Matters the other day, and here's the reason. We'll get to the X-Files eventually, but I was thinking about Family Matters the other day. And how weird Family Matters was because it started out as like this kind of normal family sitcom. And by the end of the series, Steve Urkel was creating like a magic potion that did like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Only it turned him from Steve Urkel into Steve Urkel. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking about that the other day, but I was like, man, how did they get from... You want to talk about a show that jumped the shark? How did they get there? But anyway. There's a there's a great sketch from <laughs> the comedy duo uh, Key and Peel where they actually mm-hmm. talk about that, where it's uh, the guy who plays uh, dad, the plays Wins, the dad of Winslow, uh, mm-hmm. go, Carl Winslow goes into the office of the, of the producer and director and he's like he's like this was supposed to be a family show this is supposed to be about my family now uh-huh. urkel's making me into a sandwich why yeah. what's the point and it turns out like urkel is like this big mastermind kind of like with <laughs> omnipotent powers <laughs> jaleel white as god is pretty yeah. funny it's so funny <clears throat> Okay, so back to the X file. This is uh, this episode starts out. Uh, it's in this little town, like I said, Delta Glen, Wisconsin, and uh, the real horror of this episode is the meat packing industry. As we watch poor little cows herded into a pen, and then they go to the meat cutting. I'm sorry, I'm off topic again. <laughs> but that is what the episode starts with: is cows, and it's a meat town. They they have a big meat processing facility there and a woman she goes home to her two sons and she's like i'm gonna you know run in and take a shower why don't you boys order a pizza she goes in and starts getting undressed in front of her mirror and there's a dude behind her mirror watching her get undressed which i mean who hasn't done that? I mean, come on. Now. I mean, that's like that's like when you first get into a new place that has like neighbors. That's the first thing you do. You burrow out your wall and you Absolutely. make yourself you make yourself a little hole cabinet like with a hole right behind the mirror so you can watch your neighbors showering. Yep. Uh so that's happening and while that's happening uh the boy, one of the boys, the older boy he answers the phone, 
And he's like, oh, okay, yep. Be right there. And he leaves. And he tells his little brother, I'll be back in five minutes. And then cut to it's four hours later and the mom is on the phone with the police. Like he said, he'd only be gone five minutes. It's been four hours, yada, yada. And then like the next morning, the police find him in just his underwear, walking down the road, like terrified out of his mind. And it says he is the one uh, or he is one on his back in Sharpie. So, like, there's something going on with that whole thing. And then, you know, the after the opening credits, Mulder is showing Scully these pictures. He's like, it's up to, like, five of these have happened now. So, we're going to go up and check it out. Because maybe uh, the sheriff in this town seems to think that maybe they're possessed. <laughs> so. I just got to say... Uh... I call shenanigans on the Sharpie. Mm -hmm. uh, Sharpie would have smudged being out in the with that kind of constant with that condensation. Totally, uh, no way would that actually stay. I was like that threw me way off. I was just like, come on, there's no way that shit would be dripping and be partially faded or rubbed off. No way. Mm hmm. And so they go up and they meet this guy. Uh... Sheriff Mazeroski, who's like, yeah, uh, there's like this weird religion in town called the Church of the Red Museum. They're like fanatical vegans. Uh, he calls them vegetarians. I guess vegan wasn't a term that wasn't around in the 90s. But um, he's like, they're all like, you know, upset because obviously we're like this big meat town and they're all mad because we eat all this meat and make all this meat. And I think they're the ones doing this. I think they have like this cult thing going on where they're abducting these kids. And I think it's their leader, Richard Odin. And so they all go out to this church, which is on this old ranch. And they watch their weird ceremony where the guy, like, types what he wants the sermon to be. And this other woman reads it for him. <laughs> but it's also on a projector, like, so you can see what he's typing. It's like, you know what it reminded me of is, you know, when you were in school and somebody made a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. And then they just read their PowerPoint presentation to you. <laughs> what was even funnier about this was... It was definitely because of the way the audio was cut in with visual. Like mm -hmm. the woman is continuing re is reading and saying it, but clearly she's uh, like she's like a sentence she's outpacing two. what he's writing. Yeah, like he's she's like she's like already halfway through his uh, paragraph and he's just starting that very same paragraph and you're just like, you're wait, right. what? It's true. <laughs> she's saying what he's writing before he's written it. It's pretty funny. Uh, and so the, you know, uh, Mulder's like, oh, they're talking about like all this age of a blah, blah, blah. They're talking about walk-ins, like people whose souls get taken over by another Christopher soul. Walken. Oh, he, he's talking about the, the walk-ins who are like coming into this town and just pushing Natalie Wood over the side of the bu uh, wait what no Christopher Walken didn't murder somebody back in the day that what didn't no what are you that talking about that didn't happen 
Christopher Wood and John Voight didn't kill Natalie. John Voight, right? <laughs> I think it was John Voight, yeah. Yeah, they didn't kill Natalie Wood because they were having a gay affair. That didn't happen. No. Um, so, uh, yeah, Mulder's like, okay, so these people, Mulder's working theory is that these people can have, like, walk-ins where, like, souls out in the ether can just come in and just step into somebody else's body. And that's what the he is the one means, or he is one, rather. I keep putting all the in there for some reason. Because it's, gr- it's grammatically correct. Yeah. Um... And then they go to talk to the boy from the beginning, and he's like, I, I felt like an animal spirit enter me. Like, maybe a deer or something entered my body, and I'm like, okay. Um, so then there's, like, this whole incident where the sheriff's son, like, starts bullying one of the people from the Red Museum because they wear all-white clothes and, like, this red turban on their head. And, and man... This I was a little I was a little like ooh you this is it's dated at the mm. same time but man because they call him they call him a it's towel also, head they and, call him a lot of words that modern day people use for Middle Eastern Muslim people yeah <laughs> yeah they, they call him the the one that caught me diaper was the, head was diaper head towel head like. All these horrible, like, you could never say those these days. Even then, you shouldn't have said them, like, at all. Right. And, I mean, he's a white dude, but he's still, yes, he's dressed very much like he is a adherent Muslim, even though he's part of this fictional religion of vegetarians. And they call him lots of Muslim slurs. That that was the weird thing about this episode that Mm. I was kind of thrown off was... The Church of the Red Museum. Everyone's wearing all white with a red, with a red thing. Uh, turban, like, yeah. Turban, and it's like okay. So there's obviously a weird Muslim can like. I don't know if the people on the show were trying to make some weird correlation. Uh, like, I think I, or like to, they just. I personally like. I I have no insight. To me, it read like what would a cult dress like? Oh, I know. We have to dress them weird. So why don't we make them all dress in kind of a strange looking uniform with this all white jumpsuit? I guess it wasn't even a jumpsuit. It was like white pants and. By the way. No one wears all white, even a religion. It's impossible to keep clean. It's why the Catholic Church, I think, has their priests dress all in black to cut down on their laundry bill. Yes. Yeah, it's just very... It's just Although very, then they would have to yeah. do all the dry cleaning to get all the little boy come. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it what? was just the Catholic so, Church doesn't yeah. have a child molestation what? problem. No, what are you talking about? It's, it's, I am it's all, all over the place today. I have some weird energy going on. It's all good, uh, but it, yeah, but it was just so bizarre because it felt like it took a weird, and it probably didn't because it was not that it wasn't that noticeable back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, yeah, it made some weird. It made some weird bits where it's just like they're saying all these weird derogatory terms for Muslims towards a guy that's a white guy that just happens to be part of a cult that happens to be wearing something that Muslims would normally wear. They call him Aladdin at one point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like I'm like, how? What? <laughs> anyway, Mulder and Scully like 
save this kid from being bullied because it's like four kids trying to beat up on this one kid and the sheriff's girlfriend um <clears throat> no the kid's girlfriend the oh yeah the, the sheriff's yeah. kid's girlfriend excuse me yeah yeah uh who do you think this is woody allen woody allen didn't like woody marry allen like his stepdaughter like, marry right? his underage <laughs> yes. stepdaughter <laughs> <laughs> didn't happen. What no. About? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that's so weird. I bet Woody Allen likes those videos on Pornhub where it's like, "Oh no, you're my stepdad. Get out, stepdad. Get out. I'm Whoa. all naked, like <laughs> shaking her body all over the place." <laughs> oh lord. Um, she. Basically, the point is she gets taken away. She disappears. And then the next morning, in a uncomfortable scene, she's just walking around in the woods in her underwear. But then Much she like likes- Woody Allen's wife slash stepped. I mean, what? No. Yeah, I know, right? And she starts, like, hallucinating. And she has, she is one written on her back so the 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 weird bits in this with where she's like uh where she's hallucinating like Mm -hmm. the rave the crow like pecking at her and then all the beetles just like crawling on her uh like skin it was not bad but it also was not good cgi no i mean it was mid 90s tv cgi for sure um but this episode is about to take a weird turn because I, I mentioned at the top of the episode that this is a, um, a mythos episode, but they're playing it up to this point like it is a Monster of the Week episode. And so back in 1994, and of course probably you thought this was a Monster of the Week episode for most of the episode, but then... Uh, Scully does like you know helps with the doctor work on the girlfriend and everything and she has this uh, substance called scopolamine which um, is a medication used to treat motion sickness and everything um, and I guess can like knock people out and it's a controlled substance and so they find out that it's a controlled substance and that this guy Richard Odin used to be a doctor so they go to arrest him and he's like you know it's like yeah I was a doctor I haven't done any of that stuff in a long time I haven't um, done any of that kind of thing so then they get this kind while they're like trying to arrest this guy they find out that there's something going on in town and the rest of the, or is that, does the plane crash first? No, this is, no, planes later. Okay. Uh, so they go in, that's right. And so they go into town and the Church of the Red Museum is out front of the local barbecue restaurant holding a protest, trying to stop people from going into the barbecue place. And while Mulder and Scully are there, this old dude in a truck is like, Giving Scully like the the head tilt like come here, come here, come here, come here. Come here. <laughs> and so he's like he's like I'll show you what's I know what's going on around here. And he takes him out to this farm that used to be like his ranch. And he's like, look, um, 
everything around here has changed a lot recently. He's like, this was my grandfather's farm and my father's farm. And then it was my farm and we all raised beef. But then I got out of it because everything changed because like you used to be able to have like 50 cows and now you got to have 500. And then he points out to two guys that are injecting cows with big needles. And he goes, and now you can get with that hormone that they're injecting them with, you can get, you know, big cow, bigger cows and you can get um, more milk. And Scully's like, he's like, and that's the problem is what they're injecting them with. And Scully's like, but like that stuff is safe. Like the FDA says it's safe. And the guy's like, yeah, the government says it's safe. <laughs> so, which also got me thinking like, Boy, the X-Files could, like, work with all the anti-government sentiment would work real well even now. Like, if they came out with a whole new version of the X-Files right now with all the anti-government stuff. It they, would just... would, they would make a killing. Yeah, and with, like, it made me think of um, the ridiculous bullshit thing going on right now with everybody who thinks COVID-19 is caused by 5G so that you can yeah. be forced to get an injection that comes with a microchip in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, So anyway, the guy's point is like everybody in town has gotten meaner. Like there were a whole bunch of rapes last year that were all done by like high school kids and people getting more fights and everybody's just mean now and it's definitely since they started injecting the cows with that stuff. And so, yes, you're right. Now there's, it cuts to like nighttime. Oh, and by the way, we see a guy injecting the cows who is a guy that's got glasses. And we know that the guy that was behind the mirror watching the woman get undressed had glasses. Yeah, the only guy with the glasses. The only guy in town that we have seen with glasses. Apparently, yes. this town has great eyesight, except this one yeah. guy. <laughs> He needs his glasses to watch people shower better. Um, and so the the nighttime, the plane ride, apparently the local doctor is in the plane and he's like clutching this briefcase and the pilot of this little plane is like, oh God, we're losing oil. And they have the fakest plane crash ever. And the plane like explodes, which everything explodes in television and movies even if it wouldn't explode in real life um so it, it was it drove me crazy he's like i've got to set it down planes don't just fall out of the sky they have wings like he wouldn't have gone from i need to land to nosedive into the this, people have safely this isn't landed. a got this isn't a looney tunes episode it's crazy um, and so anyway, they start investigating the plane crash and this is, uh, they find the briefcase, which didn't blow up. It just burned some of the money inside of the briefcase. And it also has, uh, shipping orders and something to do with the teenagers. And there's a weird vial inside. Um, and so Mulder and Scully take the vial to investigate what was in it and they doing all their stuff. And meanwhile, we see that one of the guys that is injecting the cows with the stuff is the crew cup man who murdered Deep Throat back in the Erlenmeyer flask. 
Um, so he's in town for something. Um, and uh, stuff happens. They go back to the they, they're like okay so this doctor he's been like treating these kids he's been treating all of these kids so they go back to talk to the mom of the kid that was abducted first in the episode and she's like well he's never been sick like all he ever got were vitamin shots from the doctor and that's when Mulder stands in front of the bathroom mirror and notices there's light coming through the mirror and he's like well that's weird and so he busts the mirror and they find the hidey hole that the peeping tom was in he which... had so much he had been videotaping them probably the entire all day every day they lived there it seemed like yeah um, uh, and when they, they go find to out arrest he... him, the, the it's the guy with the glasses that goes to arrest him, and he, like that weird, uncomfortable talk that Fox is having with him. I know he's he's, he's he's like, well, I I I just well, and it, they find out that he used to run. He was the property manager. He owned the apartments, and then he used to, I guess, run a daycare. Yeah. Of some kind, and he's like, oh, I, I never hurt boy. Like, I guess he just likes I boys. I love them. <laughs> I love the boys. And I was I was trying to take care of those boys. And so, basically, he's the kidnapper. He's the one that's been taking the kids. His name is Gerd Thomas. And he's been writing on their backs. And he says that the doctor, Dr. Larson, is injecting the kids with these drugs and injecting into the cows and turns them into monsters. And that's why he's, like, trying to save these kids by unmonstering them, I guess. Um, it's not made clear because now it pivots entirely and Scully goes... Um, uh, Somewhere in here, Scully saw the crew cut man. They were like, they were heading over to arrest, uh, Gert. No, they they were yeah. on their way. Some uh, they were on their way to the property. That guy was. They were heading somewhere, and they crossed they were in the by car that somewhere property. And he drove by. Yeah, and yeah. She saw him in the car. And meanwhile, the the sheriff's son has been killed, and the sheriff's, of course, all upset, and. Scully realizes that she has the test run on the, the little thing that the doctor had. And she's like, oh, God, it's it's purity control, which is, again, the stuff they found in the Erlenmeyer flask. It's why Deep Throat died. Um, and she's like, oh, God, uh, the Mulder is like, oh, God, if it's purity control, that means Larson has been running some kind of experiment for the government, which is what all this money is about. He's been injecting kids with alien DNA. So he gets the sheriff to get together all the kids who have ever been treated by this doctor and hide them at the Church of the Red Museum. The Red Museum is just a huge non entity it ends up being a yeah, huge non entity yeah, in yeah the, he just it's, shows it's, up at the end so they can ask to hide like to have all the kids that it's, were it's like hide them here in your yeah. barn while we go find the crew cut man because the crew cut man is apparently now we have learned in town to kill everybody 
connected to this project. He killed the sheriff's kid. He's going to kill all the kids. Um, so they find him at the meat processing plant. Uh, he's about to destroy the meat processing plant so they can't see the chemicals in the meat. And Mulder is like, we need to take him alive so we can question him. But obviously the sheriff shoots him dead because the crew cut he man shot, yeah. killed shot his, his kid. kid. Um, so then the episode ends in like in a we ran out of time way because it wraps up with a voiceover from Scully going, look, uh, we can't figure out who, the, you know, we don't the the crew cut man has no identity we he had no identity on him his fingerprints don't come up blah 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 the inoculation that the kids have broke down to a point where you could we couldn't yeah uh, classify or in, figure yep. out anything it broke down uh the material in the kit in it's in the cows too like we can't test what was in the cows everyone's uh, been all quarantined the, all the children got sick but uh, except for the ones for the red museum because they don't eat meat so we shut down that like the town is quarantined they can't eat at the restaurant um that will not stop them they will go in there all those karens and chads because they need their meat <laughs> they basically the episode ends with uh the case is still open and unsolved so uh yeah that's red museum yeah, um, overall, I enjoyed it mm -hmm. um, because, yeah, it was kind of a red flat, uh, kind of a red herring. Yep, uh, the, red the Red Museum was a red herring. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, uh, I, I did, it took me a minute to realize that the, the guy that killed Deep Throat was in it because I'm like, I know I've mm. seen him in an earlier yep. episode. The Crew Cut Man, um, yeah. Yeah, the Crew Cut Man. I was just going to call him the, the dead pyro dude. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed this, but I have mm -hmm. to kind of knock a little bit off for the very dated, weird Muslim uh, jokes that yep. I'm pretty sure were not really geared towards that. But it still gets like an A. Hmm. Interesting. I'm a little bit lower than you. Like, I think this episode did, like I mentioned earlier, I think it tried something interesting by setting it up as a Monster of the Week episode and then partway through pivoting to, surprise, this is actually part of the conspiracy. I don't feel like it did it in the most effective way possible. And, like, this isn't a bad episode and it's slightly above average so i actually landed around like a b for this right. one yeah uh the next one is actually pretty interesting if i'm remembering it maybe in my head i'm remembering it better than it actually is we'll see but i do remember enjoying uh the next episode a decent amount it's called excelsius day and it is, uh, uh, well, I'm not going to give it away. I'm going to say it takes place in a nursing home, and that's all I'm going to say about it. It's Sweet. pretty interesting. Uh, there's some uh, interesting happenings going on in it. And like I said, I remember it being pretty good. So we'll see if my memory of that is correct. I haven't seen it in a, in a minute, uh, but I do remember the plot pretty well. So uh, we'll see what happens. So... I guess right. that's it for, yeah, I guess that's it for this week. So we'll talk to y'all next time. Later.
The FBI's Most Unwanted is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. Find the flagship Two Broke Geeks podcast wherever you download podcasts or online at twobrokegeeks.com. You can find the Atomic Geekdom Network at atomicgeekdom.com. Our artwork is by Justin Kowalski. You can find him on Twitter at J underscore Rocka. Our theme music is by Tony Longworth. You can find him on Twitter at Tony Longworth or on Facebook, Tony Longworth Dark Composer. You can help out the podcast by subscribing and leaving us a review. Thanks 